0: Will's testimony. We thank you for the work that you've done in his life. We thank you for giving him the boldness to um, come up here and and share the works that you have done in his life. We pray, Father, that you continue to protect him, Reza and Javen, Lord God, and may you continue to use them for their family, Lord God, the, the ones that are lost. Use them with their with their lives, glorifying to you that they may be a bridge, Lord God, for them, for those people to also be saved. We pray for the children that are going to the Sunday school uh, classes, Lord. I pray for their uh, blessings. May you continue to open up their hearts, Father. May they fall in love with you and be excited to get to know you. We pray for the teachers, Lord God. May you give them the wisdom and protection as they continue to do the work that you have chosen for them. And right now, Lord, we pray for your message. We pray that you guide us Lord God by your Holy Spirit and you speak to us through your word and guide me Father as you use me as your vessel to deliver your message to your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Children, you are dismissed to your classrooms. And um, Sunday school teacher Ruth and Sister Loretta, I think she's on Zoom. Um, all right. If you have a cell phone, please make sure they are turned off or, or on the silent mode. And um, please turn your Bibles or your Bible apps to Isaiah chapter nine. Verse. We're going to be reading verses two to seven. begin the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning will be fuel for the fire for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of His government, and peace, there will be no end. I entitled our message tonight, um, next slide, there you go. Christ Must Light. So I'm trying to, I wanted to say Christmas lights, but then as I was drafting the message, it has to be Christ Must Light. Um, We're going to start our Christmas series um, for this month, and we will try to unpack or reveal, of course, Lord willing, the truth behind the birth of Jesus Christ, that the world has craftedly or very subtly and sometimes obviously has hidden from us. Now, we're not going to be reading the Christmas story. We've done that. Uh, last year, we ran through that journey, and then the year before that, we've done the same thing. So this time, our Christmas series will be somewhat the reason why Christmas is important, not the Christmas story, all right? So the world, and when the Bible, so so when we say the world, the world is the people that have not accepted Christ, the world that is Against God, but you know that the world celebrates Christmas with believers Right and they try to make it to be for us to greet each other happy holidays But it's still a Christmas time So let me read to you some statistics here about nine in ten Americans 92% and nearly all Christians 96% say they celebrate Christmas And then surprisingly, a big majority, 81% of non-Christians in the U.S. also celebrate Christmas. This includes 87% of people with no religion or even about three quarters of Asian American, which comprises 76% Buddhist and 73% Hindus. Imagine among Americans, overall, about half, 51%, say they celebrate Christmas as more of a religious holiday, while roughly a third, 32%, say it's more of a cultural holiday to them personally. Americans Americans largely believe that the elements of the traditional Christmas story reflect actual historical events. More than seven in 10, so 73%, say that Jesus, Jesus was born to a virgin and 81% believe he was laid in a manger. And similar shares say that the wise men guided by a star brought Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, 75%. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to shepherds to announce the birth of Jesus Christ, 74% of them. Nearly two-thirds of U.S. adults, 65%, believe that all four of these things actually happened, while 14% say none of them happened. With all this celebrating and believing in the Christmas story, one would think we would all be further along in our love for one another or love for the Lord. Sadly, we are not. To simply believe is not enough. The devils also believe and tremble. That's what's written down in James 2.19. Christmas is not about fixing the world. Although most of the Christmas songs say that, right? Is it great? Make love on Christmas Day or something? Or give love. So not make love. <laughs> Oops. Christmas is about the one who came to deliver us from this present evil world. That's in Galatians 1 4. So now we just, I gave you those, those statistics to kind of tell you that if you're going to listen to the world, you're going to be as confused as they are. So if you have dependent on on, on what the world has to say or has to share about what Christmas is, you're gonna be lost as most of them are. Because the world they don't believe in God. They believe in certain things about God, the things that they probably that probably fits their selfish behavior or selfish needs, right? They choose and pick on whatever they want in the Bible, but not necessarily the true God. Same with Christmas. That's why there's always danger when we sing Christmas carols here at church because it brings people to a nostalgic feeling. And then when we're on that nostalgic feeling, we don't hear anything else. We just go by our emotions, by our traditions, by our memories, whether good or bad. So what's the point of Christmas? What's the point of the Christmas lights, of Christmas light, but I wanted to really use the Christmas lights. You know, Christmas lights are, are when you you see them, we, we read in Isaiah that a light has dawned. And one of the first indication of the Christmas season is the appearance of lights. Lights on trees, candles on windows, radiance everywhere. I remember as a kid, before my siblings were around, my parents would celebrate Christmas with my dad's siblings who are in Manila because I was we were I grew up in Baguio. So it's a different city, 8 hours away with traffic. And an apartment complex that the, my relatives live in, they they the the owner there they always put Christmas lights on the uh, outline of of the roof. So it, it always gives me that happy feeling. That sense that this is Christmas, this is when I'm going to get gifts, this is when I'm going to see my my cousins, and I'm going to have a happy time all over. Now, Christmas lights all over the city here in Reno, if you look at the GSR parking lot, you see those Christmas trees with lights. And it does give us that, that sense of happiness, right? Like, oh my gosh, it's Christmas. Especially this year. This year, we need something good, right? Something that gives us hope that finally, maybe, just maybe, things will go back to normal. And the Christmas lights, along with the stars in heaven, tells us, somehow, especially in the Christmas season, that there is hope. Correct? Now for tonight, we have two points. The darkness of the world and then the meaning of light. I'm going to start with the bad news always, right? The darkness of the world. Now, in Isaiah, as we read, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Now, Matthew echoed that in Matthew 4.16. The people, people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. Brother Edgar, do you mind turning off the lights, please? Yes, in this one, too. No, anyway, that's fine. So, with the lights off, no matter what you want to do in a room, you have to first turn on the light or you can't see to do anything else. You might stub your toe, trip, or not find whatever you're looking for. Christmas contains many many spiritual truths, but it will be hard for us to grasp or understand the others until we grasp and understand this one first that is that the world is a dark place and we will never find our way or see rea- reality unless Jesus is our light you can turn on the lights now not much better darkness is the absence of light and in the world as the Bible tells us, and as we know, if you're if you're really connected with the Lord, you know that the world is dark. That everything about the world is, is revolving to, to take away God from people's lives. Some of you might be naive and might be hearing this for the first time. Some of you might have been hearing this for many years, and you agree with me. But look at John 1. Chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Speaking about Jesus. This is what Christmas is. God came down to become man, to rescue us from the world that is dark, that is hurting his creation, his people. I don't know about you, but I agree with everything that the Bible is saying. And then when when things turn out the way they're turning out in the news, I'm not even surprised anymore. Am I bothered? Yes, I get bothered. It's still shocking. It's still scary in a way. It's still concerning, but it's not a surprise to me. It shouldn't be a surprise to you. The world is dark. So the, when the Bible refers to darkness, it refers about two things. One is it, it refers to both evil and also ignorance. It means first that the world is filled with evil and untold suffering. Look at what's happening. Right? Look at what's happening. At the same time, the same time at the birth of Jesus. If you look at the Christmas story again, violence was around, injustice was there. Abuse of power was there. Homelessness, refugees fleeing oppression, families ripped apart, and bottomless grief. Does it sound like today? sounds very much like today. There is violence everywhere. There is homelessness everywhere. There are people going hungry. There are people getting raped, children getting raped by people that they trust not because we're not seeing it, not because we're not feeling it, not because we're not going through it. It doesn't mean it doesn't, it's not happening. It just means that we are protected and we are blessed in, in our own situation. But still, the world is dark. That's why when we pray, Lord, come now. Lord Jesus, come now. Is it really a selfish prayer? Or is it really what we should all be praying about? Not because our life is going well, now, because our retirement is around the corner, we should all expect that life is good because all over the world, people are suffering, even in this country, even in this city. The world is dark. The whole world knows of the pandemic, right? We've all been ripped from families during holidays or birthdays. Sometimes people, uh, loved ones, when they die, they're not told to see them. So we're being ripped apart. Now there's violence. There's lack of peace. Did you know that the Japanese government has reported that there have been more deaths in suicide this year than in COVID? Most of us here in this church have not suffered financially. But the rest of the country or other parts of the world can't say the same thing. The world is dark. People are suffering. In Isaiah 8, 19-20, when someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. The other way our world is in, quote-unquote, in the dark, um, us that is that no one knows enough to cure the evil and suffering. People will say they can cure the evil, that they will stop the corruption, that they will stop the suffering. Politicians, most of the time, they say that. But they can't stop it. There's really no remedy. In Isaiah 9:2, the people, again, it says here, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. That is a famous Christmas text enshrined in Handel's Messiah as one of the prophecies of the birth of Jesus. It is in the end of Isaiah 8, however, that explains why we need the light from God. In verses 19 to 20, we see people consulting mediums and magicians instead of God. Then the chapter ends. It ends with this. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land when they are famished. They will become enraged and looking upward. Will their curse, will curse them, will curse their king and their God. They will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. Now what is going on here during Isaiah's time? They are looking toward the earth and to human resources to fix the world, to answer their problems, to seek help for their needs. They are looking to their experts, to their mystics, to the scholars of their time for solutions. Yes, yes, they say we are in darkness, but we can overcome it ourselves. That is, in a way, what they're saying. Do you find yourself doing the same thing? When all this trouble was hitting, did you get down on your knees and pray to God for help? Or did you actually depend on a politician to help you, to help this case? Did you, did you pray to God to help you get through whatever you're going through and truly dependent on Him? Or did you go back to your old ways on how to solve your problems? Were you worried at all about the pandemic? Or did you depend on your bank account because it's still pretty thick? Or did you start worrying when your bank account started going down? Instead of praying to God, did you just say, I need to get another job? We depend on the experts of the world. We depend on our scholars. We depend on things that we think we can solve the problems that we have instead of depending on God. You know, the world, the world, they're okay to do that. We can't even fault them for that. We just need to know that that's how they're supposed to see it because they, they don't know any better. Because they don't know the living God. But for believers, for us believers, that is when the problem happens. When believers ask me that they need God to send them a sign, that just tells me that those believers are not depending on God and not reading the Word of God because believers we don't need any more signs we have God's Word every promise is in there you just need to pick it up and read it it just tells me that your prayer life is at the minimum maybe nothing maybe not there because if you're praying God will be the one to give you peace God will be the one to reveal to you which verse that he will speak to you and comfort you and encourage you. Now the, the year is about to end, guys. And I remember coming up here saying, What's your new year's resolution? <laughs> right? Somebody probably uttered in their mind saying, I'm gonna attend church more consistently. I'm gonna be I'm gonna finish my Bible for a whole year. I'm gonna serve God. I'm gonna be more faithful to Him. And then December hits of 2020. You know, I have somebody really close to me. Uh, we prayed for his healing. He had kidney issues. You know, to a point that he was going through dialysis. He was very young. We prayed for him. We prayed for him. And God healed him. God restored his kidneys. God restored his kidneys. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I know God answers prayers, but man, whenever he answers, I can't stop to be amazed. So I asked the guy, you need to go to church. But you know, things was too comfortable. He never went to church. Now he's in trouble again. Now his health is compromised again. So I asked him again, have you gone to church? Have you spoken to God? Have you prayed? He said, I plan on doing it, but the pandemic happened. You know, it it, it sometimes when, when we're sick, it's good to depend on the, the doctors that God has given us. Amen. Because that's God placed them there. But I think we will be mistaken if we completely rely on them rather than completely relying on God. Amen. Yes, yes, you can get better by drinking a medicine, but you know what? God can heal you if he wants to, even without drinking a medicine. I've been drinking medicines for my feet. It doesn't seem it's going going away, but I've been praying. I'm constantly praying. People make the same claim today. Some look more to the state some more look more to their bank accounts or the market. And everyone looks to technology thinking that things will be better so long as we think hard and be creative and be innovative. If we will just work together, we can make life better. Some people think that that's going to happen. Let me share this with you. This is an ad in the New York Times in the past. And this is what they said. The meaning of Christmas is that love will triumph and that we will be able to put together a world of unity and peace. In other words, we have the light within us. And so we are the ones who can dispel the darkness of the world. We can overcome poverty, injustice, violence, and evil if we work together We can create a world of unity and peace. You know, that's well written. But that's a load of nothing. Because why? It's not going to happen. For many years, humanity has been trying to make life better here without God. Can we? Can we really just work hard at it? Can we? Now, there's this man named Vaclav Havel, the first president of the Czech Republic. He had a unique advantage to look into deeply into both socialism and capitalism. And he was not optimistic that either, either, either socialism or capitalism would work by itself and solve the greatest human problems. He knew that science, unguided by moral principles, had given us Holocaust. He concluded that neither technology nor the state nor the market alone could save us from the nuclear conflict, ethnic violence, or environmental degradation. This is his quote. Pursuit of, good, of the good life will not help humanity save itself, nor is democracy alone enough. A turning to and seeking of God is needed. The human race constantly forgets that he is not God. You know, the original sin in the garden still is the one that curses us. The the need and the want to be God. That's still the biggest sin that humanity goes through. Now, despite the sincerity of the the, uh, advertiser in the New York Times, the message of Christmas is not that, quote-unquote, we will be able to put together a world of unity and peace actually it's the exact opposite Havel puts it well humanity cannot save itself he argues that the belief that we can save ourselves that some political system or ideology can fix human problems has not only led to more darkness you see how divided the country is right now from the left to the right wing because we're thinking that there is one thing that can really solve human problems even certain atheists, this, this certain atheist and scientist named, named Bertrand Russell have conceded, he conceded, that if you don't believe in any God or supernatural transcendent dimension to re, to reality at all, and you turn to science to eliminate things, things will just end up getting darker. That's an atheist who's conceded that if you will just depend on science, the world will just be more gloomier and darker Isaiah oh, John 8, 12 reads when Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life that is the second point but I, I, I actually have another point here Isaiah 8 is confirmed to us if we look at the world with God's eyes. If we look only to the earth and human resources, the darkness only gets worse. Christmas, therefore, is the most unsentimental, realistic way of looking at life. It does not say, cheer up. <laughs> Am I busting people's bubble right now? Be- if we pull together, we can make the world a better place. Christmas, the, the doctrine of Christmas is not that. The Bible never counsels indifference to the forces of darkness, only resistance. But it supports no illusions that we can defeat them ourselves. Christianity does not agree with the optimistic thinkers who say, we can fix things if we try hard enough nor does it agree with the pessimist who only sees a negative future. The message of Christianity is instead, things are really this bad, and we can't heal or save ourselves. Things are really this dark. However, there is hope, and that hope is Jesus. That is the Christmas message. The Christmas message is that on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Jesus Christ is that light. Notice that it doesn't say from the world, a light has sprung up. But upon the world, it says, a light has dawned. It has come from the outside. That is where John eight twelve reads. Jesus came down. God himself came down to become flesh, to be the light into the dark world. Jesus has brought the light from the outside to this world. And then Jesus himself, Jesus himself has proclaimed and continues to proclaim that he is the light. Now, are you living in darkness? Is there anything in your life right now that's putting you in darkness? Maybe you need to bring Jesus Christ in there because Jesus will be the one to illuminate the issue. Jesus will be the one to to show you the truth. Jesus Jesus will be the, the, the one to show you the way out of that problem. Maybe you have taken Jesus out of the equation. Now that's why there's no more light. When Isaiah speaks of God's light dawning on a dark world, he is using the sun, S-U-N, as a symbol. Sunlight brings life, truth, and beauty. The sun gives us life. If the sun went out, we would all freeze. The sun is the source of all life. So too the Bible says that the only that only in God do we live and have and move and have our being. That's in Acts 17, 28. We exist only because He, God, is upholding us, keeping us together every moment. You are borrowing your being, your life from Him. This is true, not only for our physical body, but also for our spirit and our soul. So, the next time you think that you want to save yourself for yourself and not for God, think that the ability for you to breathe, the the strength that you are able to work, are all from His mercy. It's because He's letting you breathe. Even the fact that, even the times when you argue with Him, it's because of His mercy. He's letting you argue with Him, He's letting you talk with Him. In Genesis 3, 1-24, to 24, we have lost the original, full, and complete right relationship with God in the beginning, which is the reason why we have and know of physical death. God's original plan was that we, we won't die. God's original plan was that we will not suffer. We will not experience physical death. But because sin entered, this is why we're suffering. And it is why we experience spiritual death now. And then loss of meaning and hope. That's why there's people that are addicted to to pornography or something else. They have inordinate or improper desires. They have deep discontent. They are never satisfied. Shame and struggles with identity and uh, inability to change. That is why the world is dark. Because of sin because man wanted to live without god away from god's rule away from god's will and we continue to see that as the years go on as the years go by we will, we see it in, right in front of our eyes you know before you you the, the 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 movies or the shows that that we see now on prime tv you know Everything is, 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 there's always sexual uh, content there. On Prime TV now, you know, before, I want to say 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, that you will only see these these things on HBO, on cable. But now they are on Prime TV. Analu and I get shocked when, when we're watching a show with our children. The show was supposed to be about a doctor. But all of a sudden, there's a bed scene. And we panic. Where's the remote? Where's the remote? Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. The world is getting darker. It's getting worse. And Jesus is the light. You know, marriage is no longer a necessity. Marriage has gone down to the tomb. To where, why? Why get married? It's just a piece of paper. Why? Because it's acceptable now to live in Together in sin without the promise of heaven, without the blessing of God, is acceptable. What is weird is when you get married. Like, why? Your tax return is gonna be less. <laughs> Meaning of light this is the second point. First John 1 John 1:5 to 6. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you: God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet in darkness, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. Now, if you drive a car at night, especially at this moment, it's very dark, right? Without your headlights on, you will probably crash, correct? Nobody's going to argue that. Why? Because light is reveals the truth of things. Light shows us how the road is going down. Light shows us there's an obstruction. Light shows us how things really are and you will not have enough time or enough truth to steer the car safely if you don't have any light. So too does the Bible say in 1 John 1, 5-6. In the dark, world, if you do not have your lights on, if you do not have God with you, you will crash. Your marriage will fail. Your walk will fail. Your testimony will fail because you don't have God lighting your path. You have everything else. You're so worried about your car going home and you completely forgot that your lights are off. At one level, the only reason we can know anything is because of God. God made your mind and your cognitive faculties. That is the only reason we, why we can even we, we why we even know God, because He revealed Himself to us. He chose us. He in He because we were spiritually dead, so He enlightened us. He, he made us alive so we can understand the gospel. Even that uh, truth is from Him. At another level we can't possibly know who God is unless he reveals it to us which he does in the Bible the Bible guys the Bible is December 2020 the Bible the Word of God your guide God's truth his instructions his doctrines are there at your convenience it's December 2020. Have you finished your Bible, believer? Have you read your Bible from cover to cover? Or, or up to now, you're just leaving it up to me to teach you the Bible. I'm fine, I'll teach you the Bible. But man, you only see me on Sunday. And sometimes I'm not even communicating it clearly to you. Or you're half asleep. So how are we supposed to how are you supposed to help yourself? You know, how are we? How are you supposed to grow? If God is light, if God is your guide, and and the world is dark, what are you doing to help yourself navigate in this world that is completely and utterly against our faith? That is the Christmas message. That is why Christmas happened. Because the world is completely against God, and the world is oppressing God's people, and we needed Jesus to light, to give us that light, to illuminate. These things are wrong. You're not supposed to be doing that. This is my will for you. You're supposed to be walking this way. You're supposed to live Leave that lifestyle. You have, you're supposed to live this way. We can't possibly know who God is until he has revealed himself to us. Our reasoning capacity work and only through his word can you truly understand who he is and therefore who we are, his creation. The only way the biggest the biggest frustration in life, and I know the the Pastor Charles and other the, the other adults here will will tell you this that if you lived your life for the wrong purpose, that's the worst thing in life is that you have wasted your time. It's like climbing a ladder that only leads to nothing. But if you get to know who God is, he will reveal to you what your purpose is. Amen. And that's when your life becomes meaningful. That's when the troubles, even the troubles, they will they will have more meaning. Because if you know that you are living in God's in God's way, and His purpose for you, all these things are just noise. And it's all for His purpose. John three nineteen and 21. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that they have done that what they have done has been done in the sight of God you know the sun again s u n is beautiful right light is dazzling and it gives joy that truth that is true literally you know in places that are that only have the sun for a few hours only has a few hours of daylight, they have the highest depression rate. Hence, the highest suicide rate. Because if it's gloomy and it's gray, and then you're faced with your problems, your children hates you, your spouse hates you, your boss hates you, and there's no sun outside, it's raining, and you're like, I don't want to. I'm done right but the Sun somehow that's why people love going to the beach I you know, that's why that's why I want to say this okay and I've said a lot of things about the Philippines and I love the Philippines but the one thing that the Philippines have are happy people I don't know if you've seen pictures when there's floods happening people are swimming and they're smiling at the camera. Kids are showing off, they're just diving. Because you know what, we're so used to trouble. We're so used to hardship. And then we know that after the storm, the sun will come out. You know, us Americans, I think, because we uh, we live so comfortable, that little problems that we experience, we tend to cry about it so quick. Oh my gosh, they cut my hours at work. I'm only working 32 hours now. So what? Stop spending money. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't buy the PS5. Maybe you shouldn't buy another house. Oh my gosh, my retirement's going to be delayed. So what? At least you're eating and you're healthy. You have your family with you. You know, it's crazy. The sun gives us, it helps us. Now, God is the source of all beauty and joy. Amen? Now, St. Augustine famously said, Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee, in God. You will forever be restless if you will not fall in love with God. Augustine believed that even when you seem to be enjoying something else or someone else, God is actually the one that you are searching for. You just don't know it yet. What you're enjoying is an imitation, a cheaper version of what you truly should be enjoying, which is God. Any love relationship that you get into in this world, is nothing compared to the love relationship that you have with the Lord. Amen? You know what? Sadly, I'm going to tell you something. Sadly, maybe if you do the the, the worst thing to your spouse, sadly, maybe they will leave you. But Jesus never leaves you. You've probably done the worst already. But God's still there. God's still there. Waiting for you. He never really left your side. He's just there. You know how much God loves you? He came down to a dark world to suffer death on the cross. A death of a criminal. Because he wants to be with you. You know why he wants us to pray? Because he wants you to talk to him. You know why he wants you to read his word? Because he wants to talk to you. How many times did your wife ignore you this week? Husbands, (laughs) is it just me? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Wives, how many times did your husband ignore you this week? Parents, how how many times did your children actually did not want to talk to you this week? Children, how many times did your parents ignore you this week? Or your boss that you were working your tail up for, did you really get the recognition that you thought you deserved? Or if you're the boss, did your employees actually appreciate you uh, with all the bonuses you have thrown their way? No. We never get satisfied with the love relationships that we have here. We will never get satisfied because we're going to constantly be in want. And they will constantly be selfish, just like us. We will never be appreciated enough as much as we will never appreciate people enough. But God, but God. But God's different. God does not love you because you're coming to church. Or He doesn't love you less because you don't come to church. God does not grade on a curve. God loves us because we accepted Jesus. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord, God loves you regardless of what you do. However, the Bible tells us that if we are in the light, if we have the light, if we have Jesus in us, it's clear. It is clear to us if we are sitting against him. Make no mistake about it, folks. You are saved by grace. But look at this. If you are continuously living in the darkness, maybe, just maybe, you have to check yourself. Are you truly With Jesus, because if you are with Jesus, you could completely see that you are living in darkness. Now, if you get convicted by it, it's best that you repent from that sin and start living for the Lord. You know, I mentioned fake earlier and imitation. You know, if, if you end up loving someone over God, those are just fake. Or imitation cheaper versions of what it should really be no people buy fake clothes fake signature purses fake signature watches fake shoes people buy them for what this is my opinion okay people buy them to get the recognition so people will say oh my gosh he's wearing Jordans Oh my gosh! Did you see her purse? It's a Louis. Louis, Louis, Louis. <laughs> because pe- people want that. The, the the people that buy the fakes, they want the the clout, as the young people say you now. They want the recognition. <laughs> they want the recognition from people. But you know what? They didn't want to pay the price. They didn't want to pay the price. Seven thousand dollar purse. You can. <laughs> I I never understand it $3,000 $200 shoes (laughs) people we don't want to pay it we don't want to pay the real cost you know sometimes sadly we claim we're Christians but we don't want to pay the cost of what a Christian is what's the cost of being a Christian denying ourselves That is is what God has asked of us. Did you know? God didn't ask, ask us to do anything else to be saved. But God asked us after we were saved, He has asked us to deny ourselves. Deny of what? Deny of the things that will cause us to be away from Him. Deny of the things that we know that God is not happy with. Deny ourselves. If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself. Take up his cross daily and come Follow me. Luke nine twenty three. That is the cost. Nobody wants to pay the cost. That's why they buy the fake things. Now I can tell what fake and real is. You can fool me all you want. <laughs> Same with your spiritual spiritual walk. I don't I can't see your heart. Only God can see your heart. But it is really only God that we need to please. To celebrate Christmas without knowing the main truth that God himself came down to this dark world in order to give us himself as a light, to give us life and guide us in this life, is missing the real meaning, the real essence of Christmas all together. It's a fake purse. You get the attention of the people who don't know any better, but once it is put in the test, once once it's put under the light, the truth is revealed. You know, that's how they, they determine how to see fake diamonds. They put it under a light, and then this jeweler has this little thingy here. That's the same with our walk with the Lord. God puts the light. If you want to see if you're walking with the Lord, if you're genuine with the Lord, put yourself against the light. Put Jesus against whatever it is that you want to do or whatever it is that you're doing. Ask Him, Lord, is my lifestyle against Your will? Put it to the test. And He will reveal it to you. God alone then, has the life, the truth, and joy that we lack, and we cannot generate ourselves. You know, next week we will discuss the rest of Isaiah 9-27. I, I just wanted to be nice tonight because <laughs> about 49 minutes. Let's close in prayer. God bless all of you. Dear Lord, we thank you for your message, your message for us, Lord God, that you are the light, that we need to, to put our walk in light of your will in light of your Son. Father, help us to retain all these truths that you have revealed to us and spoken to us tonight. Help us to constantly be aware of the significance of you, the God of the universe, coming down from heaven in order for us to be rescued from this dark world and from our sins. Help us, Lord, live according to that truth. All these we ask in your Son's mighty and sweet name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. 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 Let's all rise for the closing hymn. And if you have any decision you want to make this evening, if you want to...